This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't Oh, no, suck. it doesn't. A few minutes after 5 o'clock, this is what they call Summer Friday. Now, last year, if we got to a Summer Friday, the guy in the control room would be gone, wouldn't be here. But he is here on a Summer Friday. He's the Eddie Scazzeri, and I look across the way, I see MMA on CBS Sports Network. Why we're not on, I'm not sure. But if I kind of glance to my left, I see Al Hunter Dukes. What's up, man? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. We could be on CBS Sports Network. Let's start grappling each other. <laughs> I'm in. And you punch me in the would, head a couple times. By the way, I would be in. To grapple me? Yeah, let's go. You got to take your shoes off, though. <laughs> that would be trouble. You would grapple me right to the ground, Jerry. That would be fun. And then just pummel my... That's what the one thing I don't like about MMA. When guys get on the ground, then they just punch him in the I face. I know. So much fun, though. So, so They should stop that. That was another... There were two times I feel like I got concussed when I was doing that training and sparring. One was a round, uh, roundhouse kick to the side of the head. And I, I think I saw stars for three days. And another was a grappling sparring session where I got punched mm, probably three times to the head. Before they were like, hey, guys, relax. And I walked out a little woozy. So, yes, you're correct. Not when, fun. I think when MMA first started, there were no gloves or anything. Maybe like, not. I think it was really set up to be to to see who, like, which martial art is the most effective in a fight. So mm-hmm. they would put, like, uh, jiu-jitsu fighters up against kung fu fighters. Sure. Up against street brawlers, up against grapplers. And not for nothing, the gloves they wear professionally, yeah. not much. No, it's not much. I mean, it's a little bit better, but it's not like they're boxing gloves yeah. with this big, thick padding. It is essentially your hand with a sheet of paper over it. And they, not much. And they found, Jerry, when they did this in the beginning, when they had all different competing uh, things, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu won. Sounds about right. Which is Makes what sense. I was going to become an expert in. And you still haven't done it. I haven't done it yet. I know it's, I know it's hard to find the time. I know. <laughs> Jerry, I get home by noon. I go to bed at like 7.38. Where am I finding the time <laughs> to do that? Where am I going to find a time? I actually looked up schools and everything. In there. I know you did. There's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing in Asbury Park. There's one. They're all over the place. Over. I know. But then I get nervous. I hear Joe Rogan talking about like you could get like... um parasites or something from rolling around on sweaty mats. I don't well, want that. And wrestling, they have Versa. issues. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to get that. I don't want to Well, you got to go to a reputable place that's going to be sanitizing and cleaning. And you're also, you're not going to be, I wouldn't think, yeah. going into a group class with a whole bunch of other guys that are sweating on one another. I you would don't think, think you so? Would, you think no. I'd go one-on-one jiu-jitsu? To be quite, yes, Brazilian. if I were you, 
I would think with the money you've got saved up, you can afford private lessons to learn. You know how cocky I would be walking around New York City, Jerry, if I was an expert at Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Take this the right I way. I would just be grappling and fighting punks left and right. I'd be looking for groups of teenagers right, so to fight. Don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. You're an arrogant bleep right. when it comes to your opinion on certain things. Yes. If you knew that, yeah, I don't think we could speak anymore. If I was, I was an expert at Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, you oh would my gosh, be Jerry. unbearable. I'd just be walking around going, you got a problem? I'm saying it to random dudes. Until someone that's like a, a level nine black belt <laughs> kicks your ass. <laughs> First, I'd say, do you even know martial arts of any sort? And if they said no, then I'd fight them. Right, exactly. That Brazilian, sounds about right for you. I'd Brazilian jiu-jitsu, kick them, grapple them, get them to the ground, put them in holds where they'd have to quit that having been said you're about six weeks away from turning 52 and you haven't done a damn thing about it yet how long would it take me to become enough where i could walk around cocky and fight teenagers how many times a week you gonna go i'm gonna twice a week twice a week could i do it in six months become an expert brazilian i give you a year i think in a A year year, if you went religiously twice a week for at least an hour each session I would say within a year, you'd feel really comfortable. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, you wouldn't be super confident, like you think you could crush anybody in your way. Yeah. But you would feel good that you could handle the common guy. Oh, man, Jerry. You know, I would, I would fight construction workers, garbage men. I mean, that'd be 104, well, let's say 100 hours of training. Yeah. yeah. I would say you'd feel pretty good. They say you need 10,000 hours of training. To be training. an expert. Yeah, to be an expert. Yeah. Who came up with that? I don't know. Because that's not really true in some cases. Some guys are naturally talented. Like Eddie's probably done ten thousand hours on the board. You've probably been done ten thousand hours. And yet of he updates. still makes mistakes, right? Not but, that they're his fault, but, but sometimes still... he goes to hit a commercial and nothing's there, right? Sometimes he goes to get coffee and I hear you, uh, Eddie. There's nothing <laughs> happening, and then I hear him say, "This happened last week." I hear Eddie like, "Yeah, that's not good." And then he slowly <laughs> makes his way back in, <laughs> which is pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. 10,000 hours, Jerry. That's what you need to become an expert. Did you notice last night in the Yankee game, and I thought of you, I think it was the ninth or 10th inning. I forget which inning it was. Did you notice the adult, as they called him, Batman, dressed in Red Sox gear in the Yankee dugout? They had an adult bat guy? Yes. I thought of you immediately because you've always thought it would be cool to do it. The Red Sox had a Red Sox uniform bat guy in the Yankee dugout, and this was goofy. Eating cookies. <laughs> How old did that, he huh? look like? Um, forty. Love it. I would say it's it's weird because he wasn't a thin guy, so it was kind of hard. No, it wasn't huge, but it's hard to tell when guys gain weight; they look a little older. Yeah, and he had facial hair, like a he had a beard and a mustache, so maybe late thirties. He could. If you told me he was 50, I would say, okay. If you told me he was 35, I'd say, okay, I don't know. But he was in the Yankee dugout? Yeah, which I thought was weird. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I would want to be a bat boy, a Batman bat boy, on the, like, on in the dugout where you could high-five guys when they hit a home run. You're not like the bat boy. Well, you want to be on the home team. Yeah, the home yeah, team. I get you. A lot of times you'll see the bat boy is one of the first people up on the, or actually the bat boy is not even in the dugout sometimes right before the dugout. So he gets the high five before even most of the players. How about this? We'll start you at city field in the visiting dugout. If you do a good job, we'll move you to the Met side. All right. Or, or we'll move you to ball guy. Ball guy. You're already bald guy. We'll make you ball guy down the line. Hmm. You got the glove. And then you get to get the ground balls and throw them to the people. You're like a hero. Right. I would be a hero handing out souvenir balls. Yeah. I'd probably be one of those guys that, like, touch the fair ball, though. 
Yeah, probably. Down the line, it's fair. And the ball man just, <laughs> the bald ball man just grabbed the ball. That's about right. That would be you. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. What a brutal loss, though. That was a big loss for the Yankees, Jerry. Did so... you watch any of the of the, the Krisky pitches? I did. <laughs> I mean, all he had one that doesn't go down as a wild pitch. I don't, well, I guess it no, does. He threw four wild pitches in he one He had end. one, Al, that didn't get past the grass. <laughs> He threw it straight into the grass. I've, it was he was terrible. So let's do a quick recap. The yeah. Yankees lost five four. Yeah, ten innings. They had a three one lead. They take a three one lead in the eighth. Yes, in the ninth, I believe. Even was it the ninth? Oh, it was the ninth. Yeah, right, because the then they retook the lead in the tenth. Yes, I'm they sorry. They had a three one lead in the ninth. They took a four three lead in the tenth, and then Brooks Krisky. Never heard of you until this week. Threw four wild pitches in the 10th inning. Al, his, I think his first pitch was a wild pitch in the dirt that Brantley couldn't control. It bounced. like He he went down to his knees. It bounced off his chest, went to the right. And now I'm forgetting. Was it Devers? It's, whoever it was at second base goes right to third on the first pitch. And it was like, okay, that was quick. And then another wild pitch he scores. It's like, whoa, okay, we're tied. After- then he walks a batter. Throws a wild pitch, spikes a ball, <laughs> guys in third base, fly ball game over. It was terrible. After two wild pitches, wouldn't you say, let's get this fella out of here? All right, so it's interesting you say that because David Cohn, they show Justin Wilson warming up, and David Cohn goes, well, it's a little late to get him started now. <laughs> like, you're riding with Krisky at this point. I think if you just read the game story, you'd be like, well, why didn't you take him out? Right. I think the problem is you didn't have any, it happened so fast. I, there was really nothing. If the guy would have even had a couple of three-two counts on batters to prolong the inning, instead he's throwing the ball left, right in the dirt. He was it was so bad. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. That I think is some sort of record. Four wild pitches in an inning. I think. Uh, I think the. I think I heard uh, Bob Husler. He does the updates. I think I heard him say that yes, it was, he's been here for 24 years. Yes, it, he does updates. It was last done in 2015. Someone threw four wild yeah. pitches in an inning. And these weren't like there were a couple that were, but there were a couple that were just horrific. And he's the guy that threw the wild pitch two nights ago that we were laughing about yesterday. It was like four feet wide of the plate to the left. So really awful. And by the way, too, when you look at this game, and I woke up to a couple of text messages from my Yankee friends because I we got home. We had a playoff game last night. When I got home, they were in a rain delay, and I tried to stick with it as they were making the field, getting the field ready. I couldn't. So I fell asleep. I woke up. I watched the game this morning, but I had two text messages from Yankee friends. One extraordinarily long, and then two was Firebone. Okay. I, and I The point to that was you, Luis Sessa goes out and has a five-pitch inning in the eighth. He barely even warmed up, and they took him out for Chad Green in the ninth, and Green gave up the lead. So he was not happy with that move. Yeah, Chad Green allowed the two-out, two-run double. You know where that pitch was? Down the middle. 0-2 pitch. Yeah. Right down the middle. Waist high. It couldn't have been like 0-2. I'd rather a crisky, wild pitch than just give him a cookie. Here's a cookie. Yeah, not great. Really bad. Jordan Montgomery, Jerry, though, he did well in the, uh, you know, first five and two-thirds innings. I see scoreless. Yeah, I would say so. That counts as something. But then the Yankees just ruined it. Yeah, they did ruin it. They ruined it. And they they had two chances to win. And now you look at and this team, man. You better come back and win tonight because you lose another one. Now you're, what, eight and a half out, I guess it is? 
Uh, yeah, they're eight out now, I believe. Is it eight? Yeah. Right. It's so not good. Well, you got Garrett Cole pitching tonight, Jerry. Well, go win. Just win, baby. Listen, Garrett Cole can go seven scoreless innings tonight. They got to close it out. I would bring in uh, Brooks Krisky. No, I don't think you're going to see Brooks Krisky anywhere near a Yankee uh, game tonight. <laughs> Do you think he pitches in Boston anymore this week? Like this week? No, I think he puts a Red Sox uniform on and he's the oh, ball man in the Red ball Sox. Man. <laughs> the Batman. Love it. No, I. You know what? I would say this: if you were running the Yankees, if you came anywhere near Brooks Krisky this weekend, you're desperate. You, you got, can't. You can't put him back on the. Mound. Jerry, you got to go right back to him, build his confidence up. If Get he was all this Chapman, I would say, okay. Oh, not Krisky. No, I'm sorry. No. Uh, yeah, here's where you go to Brooks Krisky. You're up or down 12-1. Then you Other get than, him in there for a little confidence booster. Would You You see, You said you saw it. Would yeah. you put him in? I would not. Of course not. Twelve. I think you're right. 12-1, throw him out there. Right, instead of putting a position player in, hey, Brooks, you're up. But if I was Brooks uh, Krisky, I'd be like, who even knows who I am? What do you expect? Oh, we know now. What did you people think? I mean, he has been playing baseball his whole life. What do we do? How about this? Don't throw the ball into the dirt. That'd be a good start. And I know he's he had one pitch, and I guess I think it was O'Neal. I don't even know. Is O'Neal in the booth with them, or is he still home? They're still at Yankee Stadium, right? Who knows? I don't even know. I'm not even sure. I didn't see the open to the game. The announcers. They said at one point, he throws a wild pitch high and <laughs> up and in, and it goes all the way to the backstop. And he's like, well, there's the splitter. It just knuckled out of his hand the wrong way, you think? Like, oh, my God, was he terrible. Yeah, not good, Jerry. No, it was bad. It was really bad. We also expect to see Giancarlo Stanton playing the outfield at some point, either today or tomorrow. He, uh, Wouldn't that be nice of him? He hasn't played the outfield, Jerry, since 2019. Mm-hmm. He last played a game Let's in the outfield. Let's hope he remembers how to catch a ball. They say he, uh, left field, I believe. He Left field. Yeah, well, okay. That's the, interesting. That's where the green monster is, Jerry. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm oh. just, like, Stanton to me has always really been a Stanton. right fielder. Yeah. Now, I know you got Judge and right when he comes back. Um, but, I, I mean, he, this guy was an NFL, M- NFL, an NL MVP. Yeah, I think I heard Aaron Boone with Cartner Roberts say it would be left field. Yeah, interesting. Well, whatever. Catch a fly ball. Stanton. I can't think. I Whenever I see him or hear the yep. name, all I think of is Caroline Jaskremski now. Would you want to play left field in Boston where the Green Monster is? Because you could get balls off the yeah, why not? Green Monster. You don't here's what you don't have. If you're in right, you've got fans, I mean, right there screaming at you. Yeah, I don't want that. If you're in left, they're really up high. I'd rather have the Green Monster. Yeah. The Green Monster would be good. Left or center. I watched a lot of uh the, the game recap highlights this morning and I guess the game was on MLB network and Bob Costas did it. Oh, okay. It made it seem like it was like a playoff game. I don't know why. When I hear Bob Costas doing a game. Big time announcer. Yeah, it feels like yeah. it's Bob important. Costas does, actually does games for MLB Network routinely, though. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. There but is it felt a like certain something. feel to it. It's like a 415 Buck and Aikman game. Yes. There's a feel to that. There is a feel. Even like in baseball where it's one out of 162 games, it felt more important. Well, the rivalry as well. Yes. I mean, that's part of it. So even if the Yankees are eight games out, it's still Yankees, Red Sox, and the place was packed. Right. Which also helps the atmosphere and the environment. I want to sit on the Green Monster. I went up there with Salicata. You went on onto the Green Monster? Not for a game, though. We went. We had a Columbia Harvard game, and we got up there early. And we we uh, he wanted to go see if the Red Sox store was open at Fenway. We got time, so we parked the car. Store was open, 
And as we are getting into the car, so I was like, you know what? I think I'd like to take a picture of Fenn. I had never, I don't, I forget if he had never been there. Or it was a long time since he had been there. So he starts taking a couple of pictures and a guy comes over. He says, you want guys want to go inside? We're like, who's this guy? And it was a, it was a Gordon Eats. I forget who it was. It was a longtime Red Sox writer who now worked for the team as a historian. He gave us the grand tour of Fenway Park in the winter when it was just, when the season had just ended. Brought us up to the monster and the broadcast booth onto the field. It was wild. They had a good time. You have photos of this? I do. I do. I will, if you'd like, I will post a couple yeah, I would on the like, break. I would like a photo of you on the green monster. I might even have a picture with Sal. It's possible. Was Sal fat then or he was uh, no. thin? I don't know. I don't know Fat Sal. Oh, okay. Eddie, when he interned, was he Fat Sal? You know, I don't have a clear memory of it. I, he hit it very well. Yeah, I only know Sal is thin. Me too. So. And I know Sal since 2007 at the radio station. So he's yeah. been thin since then. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not sure. All right, we're going to take a break. 20 after 5, well, almost, not quite. We're going to take a break. When we come back, during the break, I'll post the photo, something from Fenway Park from, it's got to be, I would say, 2013 or so. So we'll go back about eight years. I'll post you a photo. And then uh, we'll get to your calls. We also have Gordon Eads coming on, uh, coming up at 20. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) As you just said, the former Red Sox writer. He's the guy. I think that's the guy that gave us the tour. A lot more to do. It's the warm-up show. We call it a summer Friday. G joins us at 6 on the fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. We love those guys, 25 after 5. If they're up listening to us, they're A-OK in our book. Nice to have you with us. It's a Friday, and how about this? It's actually going to be nice out. Is that right? Holy crap. Yeah, it's gonna be, I feel like I wasted my entire afternoon yesterday real quick. So I had to go to Philadelphia. Well, not quite Philly, but right outside of Philly. What's so funny? Is that funny? Because I know why you went there. Well, there's but there's a reason for it. Um, long story short, let's just say I completely wasted my time. But what I was going to say, I had to go pick up a U-Haul trailer. They make, remember how we talk about Safe Light, how amazing Safe Light is? Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace. There is a U Haul facility in Middletown, New Jersey that is run as well as Safe Light is. Is that right? You make your appointment, you walk in, A, they're waiting for you, B, what you reserved, waiting for you, C, they get you a guy that takes care of you immediately. When I tell you I picked up, I hitched a trailer to the back of the expedition yesterday in, well, they did it for me. I was in and out of that place within five to six minutes and on my way. Come back, they take it off, check you out, four or five minutes, done. I'm telling you, outstanding company. But you said you wasted your time. Oh, please, yeah. There the were four hours of just a complete waste of time. I'm not going to get into it now. If you'd like to discuss on the podcast Monday, remind me or next, whenever Did you it get is. the, let me just ask you this. Did you get the product you went down there to get? Yes. Did it not live up to your expectations? Uh, nicer. The problem is much bigger. So it didn't fit in the thing. Doesn't fit in the doorway. <laughs> so you got it home. Yeah. Got it. Also can't lift it with just two people. All right. It's got to weigh 500 pounds. What are you saying? 
Just say it. <laughs> he said, measure twice, cut once. You're gonna have so to cut I took. Half. So I took the word of someone who did measure. The problem is he measured where I was going to put it in the house. Oh, I see. You he never get contemplated doorways. getting it in the doorway. Yeah. You ever see some of these old houses? They have really thin doors. Like back in the old days, we were we had thinner things. Sure. Our doors were thinner. Well, everything's become more complicated, bigger and more complicated. Yeah. Including us humans. Well, that if we even are humans. More there human are, than there human. There are some people that theorized according to your podcast yesterday with Eddie, that maybe we are aliens. Right. Maybe we're from a million years from now and we've come back in time. No, the aliens are us. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, right. it was a little confusing, but I think I know what it is. Yeah. That was really fascinating. The podcast that Eddie and I did. I actually enjoyed it. You did. What was interesting was you had one transition where you were talking about life and death, mm-hmm. and Eddie finished a thought, and then you said... Eddie, who's your favorite player from the 86 Mets? <laughs> what a great transition. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, uh, and I think I referenced it was going to be an awkward transition or a complete opposite. Yeah, you did, but we'll cut that part Went out. Went from death into that. <laughs> Ryan Cuddy on Twitter, Jerry, who's very alert. He's a very alert Twitter follower and uh, warm-up show listener, says, uh, you won't have Brooks Krisky to pick on anymore this weekend. Following last night's game, the Yankees optioned him to Scranton. Yeah, of Wilkes-Barre. course. Had to. That stinks for him. He can't redeem himself, Pitch Jerry, better. But he can't redeem himself now. Um, he can. Go pitch well at scranton Wilkesbury, and he'll get another chance if he's not traded. Man, imagine like what that must feel horrible for him. The guy got a shot at the major leagues, right? Yeah. He gets up there. He throws four <laughs> wild pitches in an inning. Now what do you do? You go try not to throw four wild pitches in an inning. Oh, I suppose he could give Al, that a I'm shot. I'm telling you, if you have time, do you have the MLB.TV app or no? I do. I love it. I'm telling you I right now, you. go watch the inning. It won't take you that long. It is, it's laughable how bad he was. Yeah. No, I, I saw I saw all the wild pitches in a row. Like I watched, saw them edited together. It was cool. I watch Netflix comedians. Comedians on Netflix. And I've told you this many times. I, d- I don't laugh. Like, nothing's funny. You don't find them funny. Yeah. Watch the ninth inning. It's funny. That you found. Uh, you, I did. You would put that on Netflix as a series. I Because, and it's not a matter of not being a Yankee fan or being a Yankee fan. You're pissed if you're a Yankee fan. But now that the game's over, you know what happened. Fine. Move on with your life. You're an adult. Now go watch that inning and you tell me that's a major league pitcher. I feel bad for him. Well, that's why he's in Wil- Wilkes Bar. Wilkes Barre. Wilkes Barre. It's spelled bar, though. B A R R E, yeah. Yeah. But, but they say Wilkes Barre. Yeah. Uh, yesterday we talked about uh, how Giannis uh, ordered fifty nuggets from. Uh, you ate fifty nuggets uh, Chick Fil A, and how I thought I could probably. Eat Did you do 50 it yesterday? Nuggets. I didn't do it yesterday, but uh, Frank the Tank of um, Barstool fame. Uh, he did it yesterday. He had 50 nuggets in 50 minutes. Yeah, but he's a big guy. Exactly. Doesn't that, surprise me. That's what made me. me a little nervous. I don't think you could do it. He didn't eat them fast. He ate them casual as he was doing other things. Right. But he was he finished 50 in 50 minutes. But you're right. He's probably three times mm-hmm. my weight. Yeah. Bigger guy. So, yeah. So now, it made me think, like, hmm, maybe. A, I would say you do a lot of cardio. Maybe your metabolism is burning the midnight oil, and maybe you could eat it, but that's not true. You don't do any cardio. I don't do zero. Uh, I would. I still think it's too much. Yeah, I can't do it now because I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to get rid of my peanut butter belly. Have you stopped by eating by stopping the peanut butter? I have. You have not I even have. the peanut the the powder. No, the powder. Yeah, because oh. that's does not 
it doesn't have so the same problem. So how do you go back to that, though? Like, I, I get it. when you start the powdered peanut butter. Oh, yeah. this is kind of fun. But then when you go back to the jiff or the yeah. skippy, well, you how can't the hell have it. do you go back to you the You can't powders? use powdered peanut butter on a peanut butter sandwich. You just have to abandon the peanut butter so sandwich. So the rice cake and the powdered peanut butter yeah, that's does fine. it for you. Yeah. Or I was like, the only person I know that Wendy's could bring in amazing breakfast sandwiches. Guy Adami could bring in bacon, egg, and cheeses. Great chocolate chip cookies from Starbucks and other pastries. And look at that and say, nah, I'm good with the rice cake and powdered peanut butter. That is discipline. Thank you. If I've ever heard of it. He brought in chocolate chip cookies? Yes. Oh. Warm. Oh, I didn't see those. They were in the bag. I always make room for a chocolate chip cookie. Well, you didn't the other day. Instead, you had that powdered peanut butter. Powdered peanut butter. It just sounds, even though it's not terrible, it just sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds weird. Jerry, the Tampa Rays have traded for... Twins all-star slugger Nelson Cruz. Is this bad news for the New York Yankees? Bad news for everybody in the AL East, I think. I mean, I think Nelson Cruz, because I don't do fantasy often anymore, but I still will do it with my son probably once every 10, 11 days. It's a little more than once every couple of weeks. We'll pick a night and do it. Nelson Cruz, if I had to guess, is probably has somewhere between 15 and 20 home runs, and I'll bet you he's driven in... I don't even know. I would say 55. He's probably got 55 RBIs. And he's like 40 years old. And he's still doing it. So I think that's production that the Rays could use. Yeah, I would say so. So, so far this year, Jerry, he has 50 RBIs. Okay, a little less than I thought. 19 home runs. And a little more than I thought. Okay. So 19 and 50 from a guy that I bet you is, is... He's, uh, he's got, I know he's 40. I don't know how, how much older than 40 he is. He's a man. He's 40. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's 40. And how yet he's still his, banging the ball around. How come they don't have his birth date on baseball reference? Um, It should be. Top right corner. Top right corner. Nelson Cruz. I, I didn't know he was that uh, old. Uh, Nelson Cruz, July 1st, 1980. So that makes him. So he just turned 41. Wow. Yeah. And, and think of the numbers you just read off. Yeah, not bad. Who on the Mets has 19 home runs and 50 RBI? Alonzo's right around 19 home runs, but who else? But he's young. Nelson Cruz is 41. He's got 19 home runs and 50 RBIs. I'm a man. I'm 40. Come at me, bro. I did read that he was not. I saw a blurb that he wasn't. He knew he was going to be traded or because the Twins have him in good that there was a chance he'd be traded, but he was devastated when he was. Mm. That was the paragraph I saw. Devastated. This is devastating. Yeah. In other Tampa sports news, Jerry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got their Super Bowl rings. They look stupid. They're, oh, I didn't see. They're way over the top. You're kidding. A ring you would never in a million years wear. So why make rings? Why not just make, you know, you have your Pulse of the People award? Yeah, which why is just, fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't wear that as a ring because it's ridiculous. So these Buccaneers, they got their rings. They are uh, spectacular looking, but they're not. They are nice. I, you're right. right. You're not wearing You're not it. wearing that. So why make it a ring? Why not make it just a, like a nice statue? Because you need that many more diamonds. Yeah, but I like the fact that you can take off the top and inside is the stadium. Which is that true? I did see that, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that it is, is a neat. cool ring. I actually, I like it. I know what you're saying. I like it, though. Do you think anyone would uh, go around town wearing that ring? Go around town, no, but go Tampa? to NFL events, yes. What about go to Mons Venus down there? Or go to the clubs, yeah. dangle it out there no, like Boomer says, like a lure? Doing? I don't think so. 
No, you're a target then. That's true. Like at an NFL event where there's NFL security, I could see them asking Super Bowl winners to wear their rings. I think that's neat. But mm-hmm. no, I don't think they're going to the uh, was it the Odyssey 2000? Odyssey 2001. I don't think they're going there. No, I don't think so. You don't think they're going to Mons Venus getting lap dances with their giant Super Bowl rings on? I'm not. You know what? I maybe I would say no. I hope no, but maybe. You know who loves his Super Bowl rings? What the problem would be? You end up getting the lap dances too long. You end up handing over the ring. Right. Uh, I think I owe you this. Oh, my God. Sean Landetta loves yeah. to show off his rings. Wears it a lot of places. It. But mostly giant events like games or when he's doing interview appearances. Yeah. He's not going to stop and shop wearing it, is he? I don't know. He loves to have women try the rings on. Like, there's so many photos of women wearing his Like, even here, like, the girls would come running over. He'd be like, I'll try on the ring. Rather the woman wear my shirt the next morning, but you know, a ring's fine. Very smooth. Yeah, I would say so. Well, good for him. But his ring isn't ridiculous. Like now, the rings that they just got too silly. Well, because the money is silly now. Right. Understood. Hmm. All right, five. Th- you have any uh, rings of note? I know you don't have a no. wedding ring. I don't have any rings. You know, uh, high school graduation, nope. college Didn't graduation. Nope. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a ring guy. I'm waiting for my Super Bowl ring, Jerry. Matter of fact, the wedding ring is the only thing I do wear. The wedding ring, yeah. And even that took me a while to get used to. And I'm still not sure I'm used to it after 22 years. You've been wearing that for 22 years? Well, this is the second one I've had. Where'd the first one go? The ocean? I'm not sure. You don't know where your original wedding ring went? I think I might have lost it. Why don't we get why don't men get the fancy get a fancy ring when they get married? Then we get like a silver band. Call Lauren. Do you use a penis ring? I have not, no. Call Lauren. She was mad at me yesterday. I'm sure she's got an answer for you. Oh, the woman, the, yeah. the caller. Maybe she, maybe, maybe we, we start a new trend. The guy gets the diamond. Yes. Hey, where do we put the penis rings? Okay, Eddie, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I don't have any of those either. 537, not that you're going to admit to. 537, it's a fun Friday in the summer here on The Fan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Jerry, long-time tag team champions. Oh, and we would kick your ass. That's right. Quarter to six. Friday, Friday, Friday. Remember when we beat the Wild Samoans? That was one hell of a night. Back, uh, we were in Houston, right? We yeah. did that. And we fought the three of them, Afasika and Samu. That was a great night. Reliance Stadium, 77,000. Yeah, that was the biggest. Aside from the softball game at Yankee Stadium, yep. that was the biggest rush I ever got doing something athletic. I power slammed. Afa and Sika, then you took care of Samu, and we. Well, just I had the flying kick, if you remember, right to the pumps. forehead. Yeah, right to their forehead. It was forehead, awesome. Jerry. That was a good night. I've got the pictures to prove it too. And we stepped on their bare feet. Add insult to injury. That's yeah, the way well, we do it. That was kind of over at that point, so we no, figured, what the hell? Why not? Didn't you break one of the ankles? I worked an ankle. That's I didn't right. break it. I did work it though. Mm. Jerry, NFL teams. This came out yesterday. Could be forced to forfeit games. Over COVID-19 outbreaks, if those who cause the outbreaks are unvaccinated players. I don't know how I feel about this. Me neither. Because, like, even reading some of the articles this morning, and I forget who it was. 
I think it was the post. I'm not sure. It might have been pro football talk. I've read a, a bunch of different things. Make a very good point. You know, if you're going to play high school football, you're going to play college football, you have to be vaccinated for measles, you know, all the ones that we've had growing up, most of us had growing up. You didn't complain then. Now you're getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. If you, This is the risk you're going to run. If you don't want to take it, you might be a problem to your team. But at the same time, the vaccine's so damn new. I understand the concern and the people that don't. I had no issue. Took it as soon as I could. All good. You waited a little bit. You ultimately did it. Eddie had no concern. Boomer didn't. But some people do, and I, I respect that, and I understand it. So that part of me is like, this is a bit extreme. But on the other side, I kind of get it. Well, go do something else then. Like, it's a private league. If you don't want to do it, fine. Go get a job at Home Depot then. You don't need to be vaccinated to work in other places. I don't know. It's, I'm I'm on the fence with this one. Yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, and they also said that uh, that if your team forfeits a game, you forfeit your game check and the other team's game check. Which is really... So they think, oof. you know, they're trying to make it so that it puts pressure on those players who are not vaccinated. Because, and and will that be a problem in the locker room if there are guys that are really into the vaccine? Well, you've got guys, guys like not. Cole Beasley and is it DeAndre Hopkins, I think. Yes. Who ba- Hopkins tweeted and then deleted a post that said he had to think about retirement, I think, uh, or walking away from the NFL. And Cole Beasley said, if this is what it's going to come down to, maybe I'll just walk away. Well, all right, might be put up a shut-up time then. Right. I have to walk away if you're so against it, and that's fine. Your prerogative. Well, you might not play then. Now that was the headline, but when I went in and I looked deeper into the uh, article, they did say that uh, you know teams could be forced to forfeit games over these outbreaks, but they put all these things in place where before a forfeit would occur, you know the NFL would try to get these games rescheduled. You know, it was just like it's the it, most extreme case. Yeah, it's the mo- it seems to be the most extreme case. Yes, where I think reading the headlines of it, it made it seem like. If your team has a COVID outbreak, you're forfeiting the game, and uh, you're you and the other team are not getting your paycheck for sure. And also, it's I think for teams that have less than eighty five percent vaccinated too. Oh, I see. Yes. So I, I so think you that's are, part of it. So if your team is eighty five percent vaccinated and you have an outbreak, you won't have to forfeit. I don't think so. Yeah. It was to me. It was very confusing reading it, but I don't think I think that's the case to make sure teams get to that eighty five percent number. And one of the dudes on the Giants, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver, they just drafted him. Yeah, yes. yeah, they did. He's on the COVID list on first day of Giants camp. Yeah, you're starting to see a lot of this now. We saw all the Olympic athletes. Yeah, it's we've weird. Seen. I feel like the I feel like we beat COVID. It's I don't. Gone. I do not. But every time I keep reading stuff, people have get COVID. I'm very concerned about the fall. Really, I am. And not not to, yeah, and not to the extent that we dealt with it the first time around. We had no idea what the hell was going on. I feel like we know what's going on. People are getting, like, vaccinated people are getting it and seem okay. I mean, I haven't heard of too many people that are vaccinated that have gotten it and that struggled. It seems like it really does minimize the effects. But the unvaccinated, I'm worried about because no one's wanted. You see, I mean, I'm not saying you don't see it, but it's not often where you see anybody walking around with a mask. Not everyone's vaccinated. So, it's yeah, I'm concerned about the fall. I am. When I see someone with a mask around here, I go, that person's not vaccinated. You might be right. I whisper behind their back. You might be very right. That person's not vaccinated. Yeah. I do like all the places, though, 
I find this comical. And I don't know if they're doing that to protect themselves, but they put, you know, the sign in the window, you know, masks required if you're unvaccinated. Oh, who's checking that? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Or they go masks encouraged. That's a good one too. But that's different than required. Yes. Because it's not required because no one's checking. Right. And I don't think you're allowed to check. So no. what's the point of the ma- of the sign? Yeah, I don't know. I think, like you said, they're just trying to. Encouraged makes sense. Encouraged. That's fine. Required, stupid. Masks are encouraged. Yeah. What else do I have here, Jerry? Oh, Stephen Matz is, uh, will be back in town tonight. He's with the Blue Jays now. So I've heard. How's uh, this he, season going? Uh, probably not great, right? I'm not sure, actually. I know I feel I like every time I look him up, he's given up, you know, home runs. Yeah. I Let's haven't see. heard great that, like, oh, if the Mets only had kept Stephen Matz. <laughs> yes, because you're so on top of the Blue Jays. <laughs> Jerry, I follow. I get most of the Blue Jays. Stephen Matz this year, actually not terrible. Eight and four, ERA of four and a half, but eight and four. All right. Pretty good. Getting a lot of run support, I guess. Pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, look at if he was last year, he was 0 and 5. I know the short year, but 0 and 5 with an ERA of 10. Oh. This year, eight and four area of four point four. But Jerry, can he beat Tyler McGill? Probably not. McGill's been good. McGill's been good. Would you say he's pretty good or better than pretty good? If you had a no, you, but pretty good. It's so too you, early to say he's better than pretty. He's been pretty good. So you, if you kind of check a box for Tyler McGill, and and the, your options were not great, pretty good, better than pretty good. It'd been pretty good. You'd check pretty good. I would. Yes. Confidently, you'd be like, pretty good. Yes, because he's he's been a lot better than not great. Would you say out loud, pretty good? When pretty you, good when you checked it, I would. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yes. Too bad Boomer's not here this week, Jerry. The Bengals have added uh, Ken Anderson and Ken Riley to their inaugural Ring of Honor. I'm still fascinated that Boomer's not in this. They join uh, Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz. I think Boomer will go in next year. I know he was an NFL MVP he was, though, and a lefty. Like Ken Anderson was a great quarterback. Was he ever an, an no. MVP? I don't remember Ken Anderson being a great quarterback. I didn't watch. Did was you ever a good see him? Quarterback. I must have seen. Yeah, I mean, I well, yeah. What once every two years, <laughs> and in that one Super Bowl, or right, in NFL films once in yes, a while. Yes, NFL films. You know, I don't. I don't know. I just I think Boomer went, you know, he took his team to a Super Bowl. I know Ken Anderson did as well, but he was an MVP. Yeah, people though in Cincinnati seem to love Ken Anderson. So does Boomer. He looks like a dad. Okay. Even when he was in his playing days. Different Ken time. Anderson. Yeah. He didn't look like an He was elite eating a lot athlete. of breaded pork chops. Yeah, he's probably eating breaded pork chops, a loaf of bread before his meal. Actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> it does. It sounds awesome. Uh, Norm MacDonald has a bit in one of his Netflix comedy specials where he talks about when you go to a restaurant, there's always like a, a thing, big thing of bread on yes. the table. He said, never at home would you eat a loaf of bread before your dinner. No, of course not. <laughs> but a good roll, like a good hot baked uh, roll, who doesn't love if that? If they bring out a hot roll. And then the roll, oil. Yeah. That's awesome. Bertucci's, delicious. which the one by me is gone now. Yeah. That used to be. Bring out the hot roll, the oil with the whatever was seasoning they would put in it. Oh, it's tremendous. So you would eat a hot roll. Before. Like four of them. <laughs> and then the food would come. Could you get a box for that, please? <laughs> and the food would come, which was pizza dough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, And I wonder why I'm dough. 25 pounds overweight. <laughs>
<laughs> that's the food I like. That's yes. the problem. Yes, that's the problem. God. Carbs are delicious, Jerry. Oh, they are. God, I tell you. All right, we got to take a break. We'll wrap things up coming up in just a moment. Plus, we'll get you Boomer. Oh, Boomer's not here. Uh, but Greg will join us at You're 6 here. o'clock. I am. Yes, this is what I'm told. It's a summer Friday. Right now, it's an Odyssey sportsman. And Amy Lawrence, she's going to the beach tomorrow. But that's not what she's talking about. Instead, she's talking about the NFL and vaccinations. We all know baseball is a long season. I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. This summer, take a trip down memory lane with me and hear from the legends of the game. So far this year, I've had conversations with Randy Johnson, Pete Rose, Deion Sanders. Plus, every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Hi, welcome back. Talked about a lot so far this morning, including the Yankees, who uh, had a horrendous loss last night in Boston. I feel like we've said that a few times this year. And we've got uh, some more baseball this weekend now. Very interesting uh, media news. Uh, I always like to see ratings and uh, how many viewers something has. Yeah. So there was an article on Awful Announcing, which is a really great, like website slash blog that does uh, this sort of thing. They said more people watched the Seattle Kraken expansion draft that was on ESPN2 than watched Cubs Cardinals on regular ESPN. It doesn't surprise me. The, the fact that it's NHL that outdrew it is surprising, yeah. but no one, it's baseball so regional. Yeah. Why it, is it's, that? I don't know. I really don't know. I guess because there's 162 games, you're going to tune into a random Sunday night game. It's so weird, like, with, with football being national, basketball national. Football's special, though. It's once a week. I don't know. It's just different. But like, the NBA feels What would it take national. to get you to t- – and I mean this. What would it take for you to tune into Nationals Brewers on the, Sunday Night Baseball? There's no, no chance. Uh, the potential that there was going to be a fight. Like, if I knew that there was had okay. previous that's problems, it. that's it. Here's what – you know what this tells me? Hockey talk is back. <laughs> no, listen, it didn't get good ratings. It just did better ratings. It did better than what well, we spent most baseball. of our time on, baseball. But you know what outdrew both of it? PTI on ESPN. Again, doesn't shock me. Yeah. I, well, what does surprise show. me is I feel like that show hit its peak like 15 years ago, yeah. and it's still doing still great. Still rolling along. I see Frank Isola on that a lot. Yes. I guess we are New York Sports, the fan, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. An Odyssey station.